Welcome to More, the podcast where Debbie will explore real-life applicable ways to get more out of your life. And here's Debbie. Well, hello, everybody. Here we are on podcast number five, and the time is just moving along, and I'm just... We're just moving through podcast after podcast, and I'm just so excited and happy to have everybody out there listening. And I want to thank everybody who's been listening and sharing the podcast, and I just want you to know how I how much I appreciate it. Um, today, I think we have a great topic, and I think there's going to be some interesting things. Always dream big dreams and believe it's possible. Um, Napoleon Hill, an author, once said, whatever the mind can conceive and believe, it can achieve. In fact, the mind is such a powerful instrument, it can deliver to you literally everything you want. But you have to believe that what you want is possible. And we're going to talk a little bit more about some of Jack Canfield's success principles in his book, The Success Principles. And um, he talks about there were some doctors in Texas and they were studying the effect of arthroscopic knee surgery. And there were some patients who had sore, worn out knees. And he, they were assigned to one of three um, procedures. They were either going to scrape out the knee joint, wash out the joint, or absolutely do nothing. So for the people who had the do-nothing operation, doctors like um, put the patients out, made three incisions in the knee as if they were going to put their surgical instruments in there, and then they pretended to operate. Two years after the surgery, patients who underwent the pretend surgery reported the same amount of relief from pain and swelling as though those um, patients who had see- received the actual treatments, the brain expected to expected the surgery to improve the knee, and it did. So how does the brain work this way? Um, people who study things like these kind of theories say that our brain actually learns what to expect next. And because our brain expects that something's going to happen a certain way, we often achieve exactly what we anticipate. I know when I was a kid, I just always wanted to be a school teacher. And I did exactly that. I became a school teacher. I didn't think a lot about it. I didn't fret or worry over it. It just happened. Um... And I know, like, I wanted to do, I got in my mind that I wanted to do this podcast. And there were a lot of obstacles along the way. Things didn't happen simply. It didn't just come. But I have done, I have started this podcast. And I thought it was going to be hard. But I did it. And I got it up. And I got it going. And we already have 155 listens in the first week of running the podcast. And so really, it's really true that um, whatever you want to accomplish, it's going to happen if you expect it. I don't know if you know Tim McGraw. He's a, a country singer, and he's married to Faith Hill. And his dad was a famous pitcher for the Philadelphia Phillies. His name's Tug McGraw. And um, he struck out a batter. Willie Wilson in the in nineteen in the nineteen eighty World Series and that it caused them to you know that was the final thing that 
they won the uh, World Series in 1980. And in the Sports Illustrated, there's a, a picture of just utter, complete, pure happiness on the pitcher's mound. And Jack Canfield had the opportunity to interview Tug McGraw. And Tug McGraw said, it was as if I'd been there a thousand times. So what would happen is he and his dad would go out in the backyard and they would he would pitch to his dad over and over. And they would always get to where it was the bottom of the ninth in the World Series with two outs and three men on the base. And Tug said he would always bear down and strike him out. So Tug had kind of conditioned his mind and his brain day after day in the backyard. And that moment eventually a lot arrived and he lived that dream for real. Another famous author, Richard Bach, said, Sooner or later, those who win are those who think that they can. Jack Canfield has interviewed hundreds and hundreds of people. He was the one who wrote, helped with the chicken book, Chicken Soup for the Soul books. And he said that so many people said, you know, told him that he, they weren't the most gifted or talented person at what they did. But they chose to believe that anything was possible, and they studied, practiced, and worked harder than, any, than all of the others, and that's how they got to where they were. There's a man named Stephen J. Cannell. He failed first grade, fourth grade, 10th grade. He couldn't read like the other kids in his class could. He would spend five hours with his mom studying for a test, and then he would fail it. When he asked his friend who got an A how long the kid studied, the other kid said, I didn't. Stephen decided he just wasn't intelligent. But after, he decided it was just an act of will, and he was going to put that out of his mind. So he simply refused not to think about that. Instead, he focused his energies on what he was good at, and that guy was good at football. He said, Stephen, Stephen Cannell said, if it hadn't been for football then I don't know what would have happened to me because I got all of my self-esteem from playing sports. So he put all of his energy into football. And he earned a lot of honors as a running back. And then later, he, was, he, he gained a lot of self-confidence and belief in himself. And so he was able to transfer that to his career, which later on, oddly enough, he started writing scripts for TV. Eventually, he wrote over 350 different storylines and scripts for different shows, for 38 different shows. And at the height of his career, he had 2,000 people on his payroll. And then after he retired from that, he went on to write um, 11 best-selling novels. So he's a prime example of the fact that it's not what life hands you, but how you respond to it mentally and physically that matters the most. So he didn't have all the accolades and all the qualities that other people had, but he made something with what he had. Have you ever seen the exercise where you have someone put their left arm out to their side and, you know, out, hor out horizontal from their body? And you push down on it with, with your hands to see what their normal strength is. And then you have them think of something that they can't do, like, I can't play the piano, or I'm not good at math, or, 
or whatever it is, and you have them say it out loud. Then you push down on their arm again. It's always weaker. And then you have them say, I can do whatever they're really good at, and their arm is always stronger. Um, The words that you think and say actually do affect your body. Like we see it in toddlers. When, When you were a toddler, like there was no stopping you. You thought you could climb up on anything. No barrier was too big for you to attempt or to stop to be overcome by. But as we move on through life, we see things that maybe we didn't succeed in and we start to tell ourselves that we can't do it. And we have to start eliminating that. We have to give up the I can't thinking in our mind. Um, There was a, a lady in 1977, her name's from Florida, Laura Schultz. She was 63, and she was in the newspaper. She picked up the back end of a car to get it off her grandson's arm. And before that, she'd never, ever lifted anything bigger than a 50-pound bag of pet food. And when she was interviewed by uh, Charles Garfield, who was writing a book about it, she said, hey, if I was able to do this when I didn't think I could, what does that say about the rest of my life? Have I wasted it? And Charlie, this man, convinced her that she was 63, but convinced her that no, her life was not yet over and that she could still do what she wanted to do. And he said, hey, what is it that you want to do? And she said, I love rocks, but her parents didn't have enough money to send her to college, her and her brother. So only her brother got to go and because he won the one out, the whatever they decided to do. And so at age 63, Charlie kind of tried to convince her to do it. And she eventually went back to school, got her degree, and went on to teach at a college. Now, don't wait until you're 63 to decide that you can do anything you want to do. I don't know if you've ever seen Eddie the Eagle, but it's about a, a guy named Eddie Edwards who really wanted to be an Olympic competitor And he decided he wanted to try his skills at ski jumping. And he he was really actually horrible. And he wasn't he wasn't gifted or talented or anything. And it's kind of a comedy comedy funny show. The guy is really um, incapable, but he worked at it and worked at it and worked at it. And he had such spirit and determination that he finally convinced um, someone to train him. And this guy trained him, and he was such an underdog. He was so incapable of winning. But And the whole nation was, you know, his whole nation counted him out. But his never-say-die attitude took him all the way to um, a showing. I mean, he didn't win, but a showing at the 1988 Winter Olympics in Calgary, Alberta. And there's just movie after movie and show after show and incident after incident where people have succeeded who who you never you never would have thought that they could do it, but they did it because they believed in themselves. Decide now that you are capable of doing anything you want and start working toward it now. You don't it doesn't matter how young you are or how old you are. Anybody can do it. So I have a couple of things to think about. Make a list of 30 things you want to do and 30 things that you want to have. 
This is so much fun. It's so fun to just dream big and go for the goal. Do anything that you want. Write it down. Literally write it down. Get a piece of paper. Write down 30 things that you wish that you that you want to have. Not that you wish, that you want to have. And 30 things that you want to do. And then look at that daily. So like a similar thing to this is, is vision boards. I don't know if you've If you've heard of people that have a vision board, I have a vision board. My husband has a vision board. We're working on that in our family. And honestly, we've heard so many people talk and comment about vision boards. And it's literally the same thing as making the list. You can make a vision board. You can make a list. But what you do is you write down what you want. And you literally just, it's a vision And you say, this is what I want. And you write it down. You can make a picture of it. You can put it on a cork board. You could put it on your phone, put it on your tablet, on a list, whatever. And look at it every day. Make, make pictures of it. I, my vision board is like a cork board and I have nine spots on it. And I have nine different things with pictures and words. It says, this is what I want. This is what I'm going to become. This is what I want to have. And literally, um, these things actually appear. It's crazy how it happens. And um, a way to handle it, a way to work with it is just think about it day and night. Why are you putting energy in thinking about things that are negative or how you didn't get that or how you did poorly on this or how come you don't have this friend or how come things aren't going for you like you wish that they would. Replace that thinking, that negative energy with thinking about a vision board every morning and every night. When first thing you do when you wake up is you think about all the things that are on your vision board. And then when you go to bed at night, you you look at your vision board and you you visualize it and you think about it. And you, when you go to bed, let it be the, th- the last thing that you think about. Think about the things that you want to accomplish, the things that you want in your life. And literally, I've heard so many people, and I have my own experiences as well. And my husband's amazing at this, to be honest. He just has this vision board and he just makes everything happen. And it's something that you can do. You can do and accomplish So go out there and make your dreams come true. Believe in yourself and use a vision board, use a list, but put your energies into thinking about the things that you want to accomplish in your life. So I challenge you to take action. Venus Williams said, you have to believe in yourself when no one else does. That's what makes you a winner. Take action Do something different today that will make your life become what you want it to be tomorrow. And you have to believe in yourself. Don't allow what others think about you. If having others believing in you and your dream was a requirement for success, most of us would never accomplish anything. Quit worrying what other people think about you and follow your heart. Um, It's interesting that most of the time, nobody is even thinking about you at all. Everybody is so busy worrying about their own lives, they're not even thinking about you. They're wondering what you are thinking about them. 
People think about themselves, not you. Think about it. All the time that you are wasting worrying about what other people think about your ideas, your your goals, your clothes, your hair, your capabilities could all be better spent on thinking about and doing the things that will help you achieve your goals. Go out and make your dreams come true. Dream big dreams and believe that it's possible. Take action today. So I just want to thank everybody. I'm excited. I hope that you'll do and try some of these things. Give the vision board a chance. Write down 30 things and give me your feedback. I love my more core. My core of people out there wanting more for their lives. And I'm so excited about it. Please share the podcast with friends and family and anybody that you think will benefit. Please contact me at howtobemore333 at gmail.com and I will see you on the next podcast. Thanks, everybody.